Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. On this bi-weekly podcast, we're your hosts, Athena, Mama T, and Memes. And here on this podcast, we'll find ways to cope with motherhood, laugh our woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt, all in the hopes of helping us all feel a little less torn. Welcome back. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how to manage your wallet when you become a parent. And then we're going to wrap up the show with our segment that we like to call The Mend, something that helps us get through the week. So to talk about how to manage your wallet when you became a parent, um, memes, Mama T, um, I know you guys went from zero kids to having a kid. So how did you deal with that transition? Financially, it was challenging because when you first have a child, even though you can get a lot of presents and gifts at the baby shower, no one ever tells you like how much you're going to wind up needing um, toiletries for a baby wipes and diapers and aquaphor and everything that's like in its purest form which is expensive um so things that you would want to buy for yourself or that you may need like new work clothes because you're a new size I know I struggled with like do I really need this these things for myself or do I focus on like what my child needs and getting extra things like 10 books is not enough. We have to have like 100 books. But then thinking about where to buy those books for a good price um, versus like going to Barnes and Nobles. Are there other stores where I can get the same books for like $2? So I know that having to reset my mind about what it mean, what it meant to spend money um, was key. Yeah, I think my initial... Uh, worry was that I had never really gotten into a comfortable flow like through different seasons different roles different uh, obligations you know things had gotten paid trips were taken things were paid for you know charged or all these other things that when you're a single person and you're just you'll either make the sacrifice or spend more on interest or do all those things. Those were the things that kind of haunted me the most (laughs) as I was thinking about um, the financial, the long-term planning ahead um, and the day-to-day monthly impact on the finances for the house. A piece that is really reassuring for me though, is some of the things that are in place now, I think, through work, similar to ways that retirement is kind of there. Um, I really liked that my employer offers dependent care, which is a pre-tax benefit account that you use when you're eligible for dependent care services. And it can be preschool, but it can be day camp, can be before or after school programs, and even child or adult daycare if you are responsible for, you know, like a senior um, in the family. So it's a pre-tax way of saving on an expense that you're having. And just knowing that that's in place, it's um, gonna impact how much your taxable income is. Um, 
was reassuring. It was just helpful. Um, Another part of it was at first I didn't really know what I was going to do for daycare and then shifting from family um, to daycare and then learning hours, early drop off, three days versus five days. So I would really um, just recommend doing the research with your employer and seeing what kind of benefits, you know, might work for you, what you're eligible for, but also seeing it because right now for us, it's two family members, two days and then three days of daycare, which also alleviates um, an expense and gives, um, you know, our little time with family, which is always great. Yeah. And I totally agree with that to do the research because I I know for me and my family with my husband, like going from just being a married couple and looking at our finances and then um, bringing in kids into the mix and becoming parents, we went through every single year, we go through a different financial review. So starting in January, we sit down and we look at this spreadsheet that we've had for years now. (laughs) It's like 11 years old. And each year we we have it like color coded right like things that absolutely we need and things that are optional and then we take like our income and then looking at the healthcare um options that we have available to us cuz dependent care is amazing but i would say look at all the different types of spending accounts you could possibly take advantage of cuz even for for our family this year we made the decision Instead of using um, D-Care, the dependent care, we actually decided to go with flex spending mm-hmm. because of our in-house nanny. Because dependent care, does, she doesn't qualify under that. <laughs> so, But flex spending can be used for that. So it's just finding what we consider loopholes because it's like in the fine print as you read these plans, what is an eligible claim versus not. But definitely do the research um, because there's many different spending accounts there that can help you um, pay for your child's care. No, definitely. Sorry. um, Go ahead. It's a lot of homework in the sense of like your financial and family situations could be so different, but it's also finding someone friendly, patient, whatever the time is with an HR person and asking those questions or giving scenarios because the bigger picture, even a tax accountant or the bigger picture is going to help people be able to provide information because sometimes just the Google search is going to be overwhelming. Um, So I really like definitely the flex, the dependent and any other scenario, you know, when you know with stepchildren with different people having other responsibilities outside of the house like um child care but also other contributions to those activities the child's doing that goes beyond like a minimum um child care um expense yeah and i would say one of the other financial overwhelming things for us is when we decided to go from homeschooling to putting our children in school um, and we started looking at private schools and charter schools and public schools and I would say a lot of parents become intimidated by the financial price like the cost of each school year (laughs) but I would highly recommend to take it one year at a time our our gener like this generation is constantly growing and evolving and the education system is constantly changing. 
And there's so many different options out there today. And I know for our family, like we did the public school for a six month stint and realized that wasn't a good fit for us. And then we started looking at private schools and we're like, there's no way we can afford it. But there's many different models of private schools out there now. So you can find that happy medium um, and it doesn't cost as much as certain private schools. But again, it takes homework (laughs) to look for all those schools that are in your area and then figuring out the financial aid as well that they provide, because you'd be surprised what classifies as being financial like falling into that category as being a need-based scholarship mm-hmm. um and your child depending on their age like if it's for a high school they can write essays to earn it they can you know volunteer and di- different programs that go towards their tuition and so there's just many different ways um that are available to meet that sticker price yeah along those lines um also reading the additional information for um soccer, any sports, sign up because some of them also have financial aid options Mm -hmm. and the eligibility varies for that as well. Um, I think there's also like hidden things. So for my son, um, I did some research and found a local school in the neighborhood. It's a nursery that I really love and in comparison to the cost of other um, daycare providers Mm -hmm. is significantly less. And when looking for his nursery, I wanted to make sure that I was um, selecting a place that came, like offered many different things. So like one, he wears a uniform to school every day. And that may sound like a lot for an almost three-year-old, but it's so convenient that I don't have to worry about um, during the seasons buying clothes for school and it's more or less just like clothes for the weekend mm-hmm. um they are provided breakfast and lunch and they get two snacks throughout the day so I don't have to like worry about packing any extra food it saves me time with meal prep and the cost in comparison is saving me about five to seven hundred dollars in it's wonderful and they teach um, they teach him, they teach him through play. And so I feel like I'm really getting my bang for my buck and even more. Um, the hours are 7.30 in the morning. Pickup is as late as 6, even though he doesn't stay that long. So um, like Memes and Athena said, it's all about doing your research and seeing what's available um, to you in your neighborhood. Prior to him going to nursery, his grandparents watched him. So, like, if you have a village, if there's someone who can watch your child, perhaps free of cost, um, that may work. With my parents, they watched him for two years free of cost, but I would pay for all of their vacations. So I would have to, like, pre-plan and budget that so that by the time their vacation came, it wasn't really, like, an extra expense. But I had the money already saved up to do that. And it didn't um, interfere with my spending on bills or other things that he might have needed. Yeah, definitely the planning ahead. And uh, because even uh, like bringing it from a year perspective down to a month or a weekly perspective, like I, I know when my kids were much younger, 
or really now around Phil's age, I started looking at this again. Um, there's like the parent magazine. Like I think every city kind of has one. And the one here in Charlotte was amazing because they have a whole section of free resources. Like you could take your child on nature walks and have them like play with models clay and find fossils or create a fossil and like all these awesome ex- like adventures and they're all free <laughs> all you have to do is pre-register and and many of and a lot of those things are paid by our tax dollars right they're ba- they're funded by our county um so it's doing your homework and getting connected in those different community groups, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or picking up a magazine at your local library that, that tells you the events that are going on um, within your neighborhood and even attending your library's events. Cause we have a tiny little library here, literally five minutes down the road from us. And they, they themselves organize tons of events for children that are infant all the way up to teenagers. And they get to, they do movie night. They, you know, they did a escape room a couple months ago and every week, like my two younger ones, my nanny takes them to the library constantly because they have toddler story time and toddler listen and move time. And they even have programs where they get, they gift the child a book every time they come and they teach the parent at the same time or the caregiver at the same time, how to teach your child to get engaged with reading. So it's if you do your research, you'll find other free programs free. out there that will help you, um, you know, pour into your child and not feel like you constantly have to pay $50 to go to the movies or pay $100, be part of this this read bounce club or, you know, because there's a lot of expensive daycare activities or activities that you could do during the day with your child. But there's also tons of free resources that are just as fun. No, definitely. And even the enrollments, you kind of want to feel out what your kid is into. So there's definitely like you might want to commit in something that is going to help developmentally. If like you want the exposure to other kids, if you want to have a, a network. But I think um, to echo the library as a resource, online blogs, there's tons of other parents who have created blogs that share things by city, but also your parks, your local parks during summertime usually have a specific um, calendaring of events that include performances that are completely free. Um, and I think once you start looking in those, then you're seeing things happening on holiday weekends. Thing you'll find a venue that you really enjoy, and you'll just check out their calendar whenever you have the time to fit in those events. So I think it's also a good way to balance like trying things out, exposure, and then seeing what your kid is into and what you want to commit to later on as they're developing, for you know memberships or camps or things like that. Mm-hmm. And if you have a local Y or YMCA mm-hmm. near you, that's also a really good option. And although you may have to pay for membership, once again, if you do your research through your job, sometimes it may be uh, free based on the being able to have like a gym provider and your job pick up the balance. Mm-hmm. And they also just have great programs. Your child can learn how to swim. 
I also say lean on your friends who have kids mm-hmm. and family so that you can have play dates. Um, this Sunday, we're doing an Easter egg hunt in the back of someone's house. That's free for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, th- th- things don't always have to have a, a cost and Sometimes you can share the cost with friends and family, but to really, really save money, what I will say is it goes with planning ahead. Whenever I need to go to the store and I know it's a store that may like really stimulate my child with like, oh my goodness, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, like a Target. I'm always like, okay, is this a weekend that he's with his dad? It is. It's my weekend to do my Target run (laughs) because when... (laughs) I have to bring him with me and I really only need two or three things that are like $20 or under. I leave with like a $56 bill. The last time we went, he's like, no, everyone has to have rabbit ears. Grandma, grandpa, <laughs> this person, that person, the next door neighbor, the people down the block. And I'm like 12 rabbit ears. We get home. He wears them for all of maybe two hours, which is great. But all the other rabbit ears still have packs and they're in his Easter basket. And I'm like, what am I doing with all of these Easter um, bunny ears? It's amazing how two and a half to almost three where they know the stores that have you could have Target is huge. You could walk in and just look at cards and houseware and groceries and get to the aisle. But it's like they sniff it out and they're like, oh. That thing I either saw in a commercial or circular, I'm pretty sure I'll find that crybaby if we keep walking through the aisles. (laughs) Like, I don't know how they have such a sense of where to find everything and what's available and and naming it. I was asked after returning home, like, let's go back to the Target. (laughs) Yeah, they love Target. (laughs) Keep your kid out of Target. You know, it's all that marketing. Target does very good marketing to little people, making them think that um, they actually are in control. <laughs> and I, I will admit, I I have been a victim of the crying in the store and resorting to just buying that purple ball. So I didn't look like I was abusing my child and I just wanted to kill him. I'm like, you better play with that purple ball the rest of your life. <laughs> You know what it is? The thing is, when they're in stores, and not necessarily in stores, they know that the whining and the crying embarrasses you yes. and annoys you. I promise you. They're like, what? I'm turning it on to the 10th power right now. I'm getting that purple ball. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to let her get that glimmer in her eye and that color in her cheek. And then it'll happen. I'll be closing the deal in no time. <laughs> that that was me at McDonald's yesterday where another family was eating at a table right in front of us and I had to have a slightly stern voice. And the kid at the, the, kid at the other table kept turning around. His mom was like, stop staring, stop staring. I was just like, oh my goodness. Get me out of there. And the thing is, and it's so- even when they're not trying to shame you, the mom in Target said to her son, oh, do you remember those days? And he looked appallingly at my daughter. <laughs> and I just kept walking like, was that helpful at all? Yes. And so like with that, if you want to save money, if you really want to watch your wallet, just be mindful about what you expose your child to. Because someone his dad took him to California pizza. So now every time he goes to his sports class, 
he knows that it is just a few stores down and that is where we need to eat lunch he knows exactly what he wants to order and it's like but i had something cooked and prepared for you at home nope dunkin donuts after ballet i'm like great so that's exactly so like what are you exposing them to because they stamp it no they're like "Mm -mm, i literally got dragged there but at least he's got good taste because i love california pizza (laughs) i ain't gonna lie i'll be eating right with him be like oh yes yes i love it when my kids are like uh what are we having for dinner dad and i'm like can we all agree that we're gonna bully dad into tacos for life (laughs) please and and our listeners none of these are ads these are just personal yeah yeah these are but personal if any favorites of these, if any of these corporations want to get in touch reach us yeah so we're talking about that wallet come on for our kids the other thing i was gonna note with um like being careful where you take sometimes you can't avoid it but it's just like the thing that happens once and they automatically associate with this happening every time right um we have a 7-Eleven right nearby and it's just the idea of like ran in. I tend to avoid the have to run in for milk or have to with her just because of the in and out of the car. But you go in work, you go in once they see the proximity to home and it's like, Oh, every time I go in there, I'm going to pick something. If it's a candy, if it's a toy, if it's a, you know, so just any of the habits or even when they're with grandparents or when they're with family and it's just the, you know, like I said, two of the days she's with grandpa, but why do I open her backpack and there's like an open bag of gummy bears and a whole other full size bag of gummy bears that came back with her. Or there's um, a toy like just this week, there was a bike and a helmet and one of her aunts joked that she had Christmas during a different holiday. Like we're in the middle of the year, we're nowhere around the holiday, but she like got huge gifts during this week for no, you know, just because it's spring and summer's around the corner. Um, so it's like when they associate that it's always going to be something new, some surprise. Um, my daughter goes through a phase where her dad comes back from running an errand and she's like, I'm going to close my eyes and you're going to show me my surprise. Who said surprise? You don't have a surprise. <laughs> surprise, there is no surprise. Sorry, kid. <laughs> so it's whatever you get them used to, even when it seems like this small one off. Um, just that you know in their mind it's like that can always happen and that can trick you up because there just might be a point where it's like that can't happen right now mm-hmm. the, the other thing I'll say is whatever money my son gets for birthday he just got a whole slew of Easter cards in the mail where I think some of them will have some money in them or checks I put it into a savings account I don't take it out and it allows for an accumulation of money that will go to him but if we were ever in a bind or something happened I know that that can be a backup I also started a college savings program for him and even though it's $50 a month that comes out of my checking account over the span of 18 years it will accumulate and he will have um, extra money for college so those pre-tax things are really important to do establish early because 
like I said, over time, money will get accumulated. You got to kind of like just get it out of your head and just let it build. Um, Definitely. The other thing I would say is when there are family members or anyone that is interested in knowing like what is a good thing for you know some will ask like what they're into because they want them to but that's so momentary when people are thinking more long term it could you you know like do your they can do their own savings they can do their own little funds for you know I'm saying grandparents or family members or whatever but if that's what they'd like to do I feel like they will get so much more bang for their buck in doing something like that but but also conscientious that the education funds you know, here's here's my idea that my daughter will get full scholarships for certain things. It's like, and then you have this money that has to be spent on education. Just being conscientious of how much you're contributing to that too, where you are, what state schools would be if they want to go to college or what out of school, you know, how expensive education can be, but also being realistic that um, when they do get some funding for things, that money still just has to be allocated to school so that you can kind of diversify what you're doing to plan for the future for them so that they can use it however they need to use it. Yeah, those are all good suggestions because we we actually, when we adopted Sasha, we went to a financial consultant to kind of help us with that because he was eight years old. So we're like, oh, gosh, we have like 10 years to save up for college. <laughs> so what are we going to do? And he helped us strategize on like different plans. So, again, it's doing your homework because all these things that we're proposing, they're just ideas that may or may not work for your specific family or for your lifestyle. So it's making sure that. You seek the professionals, whether those are like financial consultants or listening to different NPR radio stations that talk about economics and understanding what's going on in the market, understanding what your company has to offer you, um, and then molding that to fit your wallet and fit your wallet for this year. And then I would suggest looking, oh, we'll use five-year span um, where you want to go, not only just living for today. And now for my favorite part of the show, our men. <laughs> How did you survive this week? What mend um, did you ladies uh, attribute this week? I have to say that my it's a mix of like what was my guilt that became my mend my daughter is a very late potty trainer but she is doing so well but my mend is that that baby bag is like almost on you know like almost uh not required (laughs) it's like (laughs) what used to be the pull-ups is now the change of clothes and then there's like a foldable porta potty that I recommend to everyone because what I do is I Lysol it at the end of the day. It has a little bag, which helps me not freak out if I have to take her to a public bathroom. Um, and she's been doing really great, but feeling so guilty that it took so long because it was, again, one of those like torn. We really only have maybe a week when I'm off at, at the particular stage where I think like you're ready. But in that week, it didn't happen. Or in that week, we overbooked. So we're not going to be home for three naked days of potty training. Um, 
that it pushed to this point, but now I think she's definitely ready. We went to an event at Madison Square Garden and she was in undies and we used the restroom and she didn't have to go and didn't have any accidents and is really feeling proud of herself and communicating about it. And I didn't know we would get there. And that makes me feel well with a lot of help because that's the other part is that daycare has definitely gotten, got her to the point where she wasn't having any um, accidents in her pull up. She was trying and going and that was going really successfully. And they were, they thought she was ready to transition to underwear all day. And it really did go really well. That's awesome. Yay for potty training. We're always excited for no pull-ups, no pamper bills. Yay. That's yeah. another way to save money. Get that kid potty trained. As exactly. You Amen. exactly. Amen. I took it. Speaking, oh, I almost forgot to mention, if you are, like, I dread bringing my kid upstairs from the car with bags and everything. My other thing is, if you can afford the Amazon Prime membership, again, not an ad, but Amazon, if you want to reach out, feel free. Um <laughs> membership all year and then you're just getting toiletries and things in mass or just a reminder of like hey you got this two months ago do you need more of it so I just removed uh put like day-to-day pull-ups off of it the overnight ones are the ones that um, I'm stocked up on and we'll see if we have to order any more um but that's really helpful and and it definitely it feels good to have my own personal bag back and not have to carry (laughs) hers and I'll take that off of my monthly expense. My men's this week was not like one specific thing. It was a hectic, busy work week um, that maybe two months ago was going to be a vacation week. So I had to really shift my mindset. And just being able to live in both a workspace and a mommy space successfully this week was a mend. And some of the wins were like, I had a long work day one day this week, picked him up from nursery around 5.15, and then he wanted to go to the car wash, but it was like, but we still need to go on this nature walk, which is part of, like, your homework that they gave from last weekend, but it was like, fine, let's go to the car wash, and then it was like, but I'm scared of the car wash, I don't want to stay in the car, I want to go out, and I was like, but usually these things would make me want to take deep breaths, but I was just like, okay cool you just want to see how the machines work outside of the car we'll go with the flow um (laughs) and then we get into the clean car we drive a little bit and I'm like oh this is a nice area let's look for we have to find things in nature and put them in this baggie and I thought it was so hilarious how he was very excited to go into nature but he did not want to touch anything it was like (laughs) mommy you picked that acorn up I want lots of acorns pick up all the acorns please (laughs) (laughs) I'm like really kid but I laughed because I thought it was hilarious and then I get like really into the project I'm picking up the leaves from the cherry blossoms and twigs and different things and he's like no I don't want that in the bag I don't want this I don't want that and I just like laughed and was like it's all going in the bag um so just being able to live in both worlds and like laugh we get home and then he has these like handouts that he has to do not too many but one of them was like what are the parts of a flower and to color them name them point to them spell the the words and I was really proud of him because he was able to identify the roots the stem the leaves the petals and I was like 
okay, you touched nothing, but you know all of this. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Time to bathe and go to bed. Yay! A win! <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I similar week, crazy, hectic. Um, but yeah, the, getting my kids quarter project almost complete like we're actually staying on track with the schools because they put in his little home study like the sections that we should be working on and which is really helpful because I was like oh my gosh pacing myself at this point like just tell me what he needs to do and (laughs) but I have to laugh because every time I'm like okay we're gonna do your project it's time to do interdisciplinary Today, we have to talk about, like, your ocean animal's problem and, like, a problem that's affecting your ocean animal and how you're going to solve that in two different ways. And you either have to create a brochure or a poster or a pamphlet. And this is always, always this child says to me, what will be the quickest? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, you're so, you're so, you're so, you don't apple doesn't fall far from the tree because my husband would ask exactly the same question <laughs> which one is the quickest i'm like that's not that that's not part of the project <laughs> i'm like which one do, are you interested in doing he's like i'll just do the poster because i believe that'll be the quickest i'm like oh my gosh okay let's do the poster <laughs> but he actually knew the information like he did oil spills for penguins and yeah and so he really knew how it was affecting them and like he came up with two solutions on how to um help them and and so I was impressed I was like even though you're being lazy and choosing the easiest way to communicate well also in honor of dad because dad loves penguins oh yeah yeah (laughs) he passed on the penguin love all these kids on all of it on the quickest project about the cutest animal (laughs) yeah it's a too bad dad's not doing the project with him so (laughs) so oh yeah sorry yeah so yeah I'm like "Mm." so um So it was a win that we finally got the poster board done. And all we have left to do is a 3D model of this penguin. So we'll see what this first grader, what this penguin ends up looking like when he ends up getting to school. Um, But My vote is for paper mache. See, I thought of that. I was like paper mache, but then I caught the syndrome of, oh my gosh, that's going to take way too long. And do I have enough days to do paper mache and let it dry? Mm-hmm. I think so we'll see what he ends up with but I know the minute I tell him we have to do a 3D model he's gonna say and what is the quickest way <laughs> we can do that because I got other important stuff to do mom I'm like oh really <laughs> really I'm happy you prioritize your things in life and let me re-clarify education is the most important <laughs> not playing Mario Kart or you know FIFA or like practicing your left hand dribble yes i'm very happy you love basketball but (laughs) reading and writing is kind of important um (laughs) so that would also be my men just watching my kid grow and learn and Mm -hmm. and own his work yes before we forget do we have any advice for dads or partners with how they could also help um with saving or thinking about finances 
I think it's also knowing your roles, like what it was like before, who was the, who's the one, you know, if you're both on the same track with your planner and the spreadsheet that's lasted 11 years, beautiful. I'm a tracker. I have my part. Goodness. My partner is, uh, <laughs> it came in, I sent it out. Like, let's put out the fires as they come. Um, so it's just also like, like my first thought is just knowing each of your strengths. Um, oh yes. And, and working, <laughs> oh, yes. working with, with that approach, like whoever's the stronger with thinking ahead or being honest if both of you kind of need to work in certain areas. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Like knowing your strengths and let's be honest, knowing your weaknesses, because oh, yeah. let me say this spreadsheet has been around for 11 years but I've only started looking at it. <laughs> I've only started looking at it in the past five. Because at the start of our marriage, he created this spreadsheet. He would try to go through with through it with me. And I would either just get really mad or start crying because I hate numbers. Like, I absolutely hate numbers. I find them, you know, he, he, my husband's a financial consultant. So it's like torturous sometimes hearing him talk because I'm like but I really want the money to go to this bucket I don't really care about this bucket but I understand this bucket's probably a need and not a want (laughs) um I tend to like the luxury buckets more and try to make those work um and numbers are very like definite right so there's like no wiggle room and there's yeah. and to no me there's room for interpretation yeah no that's room my for, biggest yeah. problem with I, I just don't like it. i find them <laughs> i said every time and and over the years he's helped me see and understand and and hear the word budget and not cringe because i'm like that just sounds so trapping i'm like that that's the ball and chain word that budget i'm like i don't want to talk about the budget i used to hate when january came around because every year he would try again gotta love him <laughs> he would try again and again and then finally one year he said you know what you take the spreadsheet you make it look however you want and then I was like oh gosh no I I'm not I don't want to take <laughs> I don't want to take the spreadsheet you're right let's just do it your way and I'll just sit and try to understand it and not be intimidated by the numbers and see you in 12 months <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so now I at least look at it in January you know <laughs> And I kind of know where everything's going, but being that I, when I was in college, I had to, you know, account for every single penny and know where it went and try to pay the out-of-state tuition. And it's like, it, it just, I was relieved to get married and say, like, I do, yes, you do my finances. <laughs> as long as I can swipe this card every day and it never gets rejected, you're doing a whole lot better than I ever did for myself. So keep doing you. Um, But yes, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and being open to different ways of managing money. Cause there, there really isn't, I wouldn't say there is really a hard, fast rule of a right way or a wrong way, because it depends on your season, how many people are in your family and what your family is trying to achieve. So Mm -hmm. Agreed. In my situation where my son's dad and I are quote-unquote co-parenting, I've had to learn to be flexible. So my advice would be for someone in that same situation to be flexible 
for example, um, he doesn't directly give me the percentage of like what child support would be based on his salary, but instead he pays for nursery school. He pays for all the toiletries. He pays uh, for an add-up. <laughs> the accumulated add-up is what he would pay um, most of the time. Sometimes I think he... Uh, he he's in the win. He's he's in the green. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's where the flexibility comes into play, and where I have to learn to just communicate with him and say, like, okay, we're about to go to Florida. Do you think that you can contribute X amount of money, or how much money do you think you can contribute to um, this trip? And I I think. Uh, all of those methods also are leaning towards having some way of seeing where your money is going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you didn't as a single person, you know, there's apps for it. There's people who maintain their checkbook, whatever your way is. But when you get to the end of the year, it's your fiscal year, whenever you like to look at it, if it's month to month, being able to see what is going towards necessities, expenses, what the trend was with certain needs, and then being re- able to reallocate when different milestones change. Um, I think it's just good to be able to to call out to yourself, to your partner, for, for people to see like where it's all going, where your work and your money is going. <laughs> yes, it is important to know where your money's going. <laughs> and, and I remember my single days would be like, where did it all go? I worked so hard. Where did that all go? And she's like, yeah, you don't have a spreadsheet. <laughs> my husband, <laughs> before he was my husband, he would always tell me, don't you have a spreadsheet? Don't you have this much? That's your safety money? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to make ends meet during college. I'm just trying to get a meal here. <laughs> but his methods were helpful and uh, there's uh, tons of resources out there mm-hmm. but I think it's important communicate understand your strengths and weaknesses and if you have to get a third person involved to help you communicate and begin to see a bigger picture or understand different ways to manage money um, definitely do that because there's tons of financial consulting firms out there and I would say also like in Mama T's situation like finding like you're already talking a lot about scheduling. You're already, you like compromising time, doling things out. Like maybe it's a thing every three to six months. Maybe it's a long-term plan once a year. Like when it comes to the finances and the future and the planning, like being gentle with each other and because it is a lot of collaboration and compromise to find a way. Because if it's with someone that you're with and it can be difficult, not to choke them I could imagine (laughs) you know having to deal with all the other dynamics that it would be difficult so like also finding a pace for that a space and a pace for those conversations absolutely and I will say because I probably will need to clear and clean this up a little bit that um (laughs) since we're live um that that is that is mostly most of the time a, a strength of his dad's in which he will um, pay or come around to paying yeah. <laughs> after some some nice in-depth conversation. <laughs> you know, some people always want data points and research. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so document, 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 everybody. Lastly, I, I will say because I think that um, your wallet, money, finances, that it can sometimes be a generational thing. 
And I think I've learned to be a saver because I watched my mom work hard and save. My dad is like way less thrifty, completely not a saver. Like I can't take this money with me when I go to the grave. Hey, let's spend it. <laughs> Vive Las Vegas. <laughs> and I'm trying to <laughs> teach my son, right? We go to the store. Sometimes I let him pay for it. Or he has his little fake money and when we're playing, I'm like, well, how much does this cost? And like, did you save? And every time he does get a card, he can say, oh, this is for the college fund. So beginning to have those conversations with our kids, you're, they're never too young for you to begin to explain things um, so that they're developing a consciousness around mm-hmm. money and finances, not to the point of anxiety and stress, though. No, exactly. I, my one ad was going to be not to end on an, you know, to end on a positive note that all of these suggestions come out of a place of not wanting finances can be um, stressful, anxiety provoking, cause tension um, for an individual or a couple. And it's just taking it step by step and seeing the things that are going to give you the space because it's all related. What you can do with your money, what you can do for your child, your happiness, your peace of mind, all of those things are intertwined. Um, so it, I, I think it's just a great thing to find your resources, ask questions so that you can feel a levity when it comes to that area. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found some helpful tips and we would love to hear from you all. So please don't forget to subscribe and stay connected. Next week, we'll be talking about how to stay connected with friends and family while still trying to be a kick butt mama. So, Mim, if you can share with the listeners how to stay connected with us. So, please don't hesitate to share your torn moments or suggest amend at tornmlb at gmail.com and follow us at tornmlb on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For moms, by moms. Thank you for listening.